Well, good morning. I asked PK to join me again this week, um, just as we go over a couple things. Um, and um, I really am excited about where God is taking TLC and what is, you know, I'm not really excited about what's going on in the world other than I know Jesus is coming back sooner. You know, it's just like, wow, that's cool. That part of the, the coolness of seeing God is cool, but we don't know when all that is, but we're supposed to be change agents in this world. The title of this message is actually Change Your World. But, you know, a lot of times through our lives, we've had people that come up and say, how did this happen or how does that work or whatever? So I want to give you five steps. I'm going to make them as easy as I can today to release the kingdom in your life. And the reason I want to give these to you is because the, world, the Lord spoke to me about what's going on in the world today with especially his children. They're getting distracted. And there's so much going on that it's easy to get our, our mindset on a, this and on that and then let the enemy just plow into us with fear and, and uh, so many things. And uh, we, don't, we don't want you to feel that way, and God doesn't want you to feel that way. So we can, wanted to talk about that. Can I interject really yeah, quick? I just feel <clears throat> just right out of the gate to um, I just want to kind of let you know. No, I'm going to let you know. Not kind of let you know. I know. <laughs> it's okay. Um, <laughs> some things that the Lord has been speaking to me in these times, because um, I don't know about you, but do you feel fear trying to get on you? It's like, it's like COVID riots, COVID point 2.0, and what's coming next? Okay, here's the thing. I'm going to share with you what God told me. I have, I've told you this, but I want to reiterate it because I want you to grab onto it because it's vital. He had told me, I was listening to a podcast, and, and it was Pastor Drenda and Gary, and she gave the scripture, don't look to the right or to the left. And as soon as I heard that, it went off in me like it never has before. Don't look to the right, you know, the Republican Party. Don't look to the left, the Democratic Party. Look to Jesus. Yeah. And so I have had to, because I like, I like to be in the know. Who likes to be in the know? I'm not saying don't, don't know the news and all of that, but if you make that your focal point, you're going to feel the fear because fear comes riding in on the airwaves. I'm just telling you, and right now, just right now, I'm telling you, I don't trust anyone telling me things really but Jesus. Now, I'm not saying, I'm not talking about my husband, but right now, the news and everything, guys, that's what I'm saying. Jesus knows, so we can't look to the right or to the left and bow down to that certainly vote. I'm not saying don't vote, but right now in this span of time, we need to look to him. So I want to, I want to encourage you to do that. Put your focus and your gaze on him. Mine started just last week. I was on my phone. Yay, phones. You can just at the click of finger, get anything you want, like boom, look at everything that's going on. And I heard Jesus say, eyes on me. Like, and then I started looking at my phone again. <laughs> And then he goes, eyes on me. So I put my phone down because it was starting to affect me. So that's why I just want to encourage you. I don't want to say it's not an easy thing, but it is an, an easy thing. Just put your phone down. Listen to Jesus. What is he saying? Get in your word. Put a podcast that's just nothing but the word, like an IV, pumping that into your system and into your brain. So I just want to encourage you. And in all of this, there is joy. I know that seems like that doesn't make sense. God, in the midst of the storm, I'm going to sing in the middle of the storm mm -hmm. because he has got you. 
If you stay focused and anchored to him, you can have joy and see. We have seen blessing and joy like we've never seen before in, the, in this storm. Even though, you know, the things that we went through a month, month ago, ago. yesterday. But God's hand was in that. And God is on the throne. She's, she's telling you truth here because everything, all your answers are always found in the word. They're, they're in the word. And, you know, we, we come from a society that's all microwave. You know, if we're not careful, we, we have to push a button. You know, you got to have a remote. You know, how many grew up when there wasn't remote controls? I was my dad's remote. And it was a pair of pliers going like this, getting four, six, or ten or something like that. But now everything is, you know, it's, you can get a remote for your car. You can start your car without even going out to your car in the wintertime. You know, all kinds of things. So there, there's a world out there that is looking for answers. And so, you know, I, this is what the Lord told me. He said, my, you know, basically, you know, as people are getting distracted, so they're, um, the Bible talks about in the last days, you know, there are people that even the, the elect can get, they, they just get off focus. Could be deceived. deceived. Yes. So, uh, I, we're, you know, we're going to pull from the word of God today. I'm going to give you five easy steps. But as, as, you know, you hear me talk about the kingdom all the time. As a citizen of the kingdom, you have benefits, just like as a citizen of the United States. We all don't like it when we feel like they're trying to take away our rights. Um, you know, well, you, can't, you don't have the right to assemble. According to this, we do. You can't do this. Well, according to this, we can, you know, or whatever. Nobody likes that. Uh, if you have rights and somebody tries to take them away. In the kingdom, you have rights. And I'm here to tell you, the enemy will try to take them away. Or at least, you know, he'll get away with what you let him get away with. So we're going to talk about this story. I love this in Mark 6. This is how uh, Jesus is teaching about the kingdom, releasing that. It's the story of the five loaves and two fish. We've all heard it. It's in all the Gospels. Um, uh, but, I, you know, this is a great one here in, in this uh, version of it. It says there's 5,000 men. Uh, and so that's not counting the women and children. So we're, we're figuring fifteen to 20,000 people. And people are following Jesus now, I'm telling you, in 20,000 people, they're not all believers. They are just, something is different with this guy. We're seeing things I've never seen before. Let's just check this out. Do you know there's a world out there today that if we would do like Jesus does, we'll get like Je You know what I'm saying? We'll get those results, but we have to be able and willing to do what he tells us to do. And so I'm going to give you those, these five steps because people are looking for answers. Mark 6, 35 and 37 says, Late in the afternoon, disciples came to him and said, This is a remote place. It's already getting late. Send the crowds away so they can go to nearby farms and villages. Buy them something to eat. Jesus said, Isn't this just like God? You feed them. And they said, With what? They asked. We have to work for months to earn enough money to buy food for all these people. So Jesus already knows you. He knows what will freak you out and what will keep you calm. He knew these guys that kind of, eh. Uh, and so they're looking at things in the natural, just like what we do all the time. In, in what we see every day, we look at, that's how we, we get our results. Well, naturally, this would happen. This follows this. This is this. Okay. And so the disciples are basically saying, you see all of this. It would take eight months' wages to even give these people a bite of food let alone feed them you know till full so you know one version says that that jesus he already knew what he was going to do isn't that pretty cool that you know you need to understand that god already knows but you know jesus is a teacher so they, they go back to him and now let me just say as we release this kingdom 
here. This isn't about formula. This is about faith. This isn't about just going A, B, C, D, press that and get this, get E. Uh, this isn't about getting stuff. Now, the Bible says in Matthew, if you go after God, seeking him first, these things. And if you look, the Bible lists what the things are. So some people get all whacked out of shape on all that stuff. But you will get stuff if you have needs for them. God will provide for that. But this is a hard issue. This isn't about doing something. This isn't a get-rich-quick scheme. This isn't a pyramid thing. This isn't anything like that. This is God saying, you invest in me. I'll show you the way. The Bible says his word is a lamp unto my feet, a light unto my path. He will show you like, ooh, PK said in the first service, God says this. This is the way. Walk ye there in it. In other words, boom, here's the way. I mean, if you're lost, wouldn't it be great to go, or if you were on, let's make a deal, do you want door number one, door number two, or door number three? <laughs> Wouldn't you love to go, I need, I need door number whatever God says. Not that God's on, let's make a deal. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> hey, real quick, can I yeah. interject? Um, I'm just trying to listen to the Lord. I just want you to be careful, too. Um, I, I just have this picture in my mind of waves and gently kind of rocking or being rocked to sleep or being led out from the safety of the shore. That's how the enemy works, like a little bit, because if it were a boom like that, you could see that in an instant. Mm -hmm. So I just have that picture, and I don't know if that's you, and again, I just felt that really strong. I don't, I don't know who it's for, but I just picture this ocean and the waves just kind of gently, gently pulling someone from the shore. It's just, here's a little bit, and then there's a little bit more, and before you know it, whereas you were, because we've been to the beach, y'all yeah. been to the beach, and the tide comes in, and the, the waves can take you, and you're just walking, but that, that current can take you. That happened to, to pastor. That happened to me. I'm just walking, and then all of a sudden, I see our umbrella and everything way over there. I didn't even realize it was happening, so I just really feel that strongly to we need to watch and be on our guard, not in a fear way, but we need to stay anchored mm -hmm. to Jesus. If we don't anchor to him and his word and his way, we're going to gently eventually get swept out to where the sharks can get us and you could drown. So I just, whew, I don't, I just felt that really strongly. So I'm, I so got to know what you believe, right? I just want you to just be on your guard and anchor yourself to the word and to Jesus. Here's our first step. And again, this isn't, this is just heart. This is just how we work in the kingdom, you know, through ministry and all the things that have happened to us. So many times people go like, how did that happen? How did that happen? And we have to point to the kingdom and say, this is God. God did this. But it was us having our participating action with what God told us to do, being obedient. But here's our first step. Look at what you have. Jesus asked the disciples what they had to feed the people. How many loaves do you have, he asked. Go and see. They found out. They said five and two fish. Now think about 12 guys. Five loaves and two fish. 12 guys can pretty much polish off five loaves and two fish. I mean, I know some guys that could polish off five loaves and two fish. You know, I mean, uh, but let alone 15, 20,000 people. So this first principle is what do you have in your life that you can give God to work with? It doesn't have to be money. This isn't about that. It might be, you know, there might be something you want to sow into somebody else. Maybe it's kindness. You've heard that saying, if you want a friend, you have to be a friend. Maybe, you know, it's those kind of things. Or what could I do to be, Lord, how could, 
tell me what you want me to do. I mean, I've got to witness to people and lead them to the Lord by doing acts of random kindness. I sound like Evan Almighty Ark, but that's not really what I mean. But basically, I would, it would snow, I would shovel my walk, and I would shovel this other gentleman's walk. Um, if he needed help, I would go over and I would say, hey, I got about 30 minutes, I see you raking or I see you doing this, and I would help him and I would come back. And through all of that process, what am I doing? I am sowing, and, uh, and there was an opportunity when I finally got to lead him to Jesus. But you, you got, what do you have in your life that you can give God to work with? So I want you to figure it out and sow it. If, it could be money. Money can be used to name whatever if you don't, you know. Notice that bread multiplied bread, fish multiplied fish. Um, you know, if we needed clothes, what we have found is what we did. We, we started sewing clothes, not the, the stuff that nobody would wear. Come on. Hey, I want to give you this uh, shirt, and it has 17 holes in it. Keep your shirt. Use it as a rag. Give me something that you, you know what I mean? You know, I had a guy give the church one time. He said, yeah, we want to give this to the church. Would you write on the receipt? It's worth about $600. It had stuffing and springs popping out of it. I'm like, come on. Now, that might seem little to you, but what I'm saying is just obey God. Don't do it your way. This isn't Burger King. This is God. So just do whatever he says. If you were, we were believing for clothes, we would sew, and, and then clothes would come back to us. Um, whether we'd sew clothes, we, we could use money to sew for clothes, but whatever we were needing, that's what we would believe, and, and it would happen. Um, Jesus multiplied that. That's how it works. Uh, we sat one time in, in one in uh, the house that we had, and we looked. We were watching Oral Roberts, I think, on TV, and they were asking people to help kids go to college. And PK said, we're, we need to sow into that. And I said, our kids are small. They're not going to college. That's how spiritual I was. And she <laughs> said, she said, not now, but let's sow into that and provide for them. And then when we need it, God will provide for us. And, you know, and I, I was like, oh, yeah, because, again, think about what she just said. Sometimes we just get, we're not really thinking the implications of spiritual. We're just thinking, what is my need right now? But God is bigger than you. So I said, okay, I'm in agreement with that. And so we sowed, and, you know, um, three of our, uh, our four kids went to college, and the Lord, it's all taken care of. All of that, you know, however that fell out, it was because, I believe, we sowed at this time. So no matter what you have, find whatever it is, whether it's going to be finances or something, and sow into it. I mean, I've, I've sowed watches, I got watches. I sowed computer, I got computer. I sowed vehicles, I got vehicles. That's how this thing works. Now, this isn't about getting stuff. And again, I'm just talking about walking in the kingdom because we have a hurting world that doesn't know what to do with COVID. In this whole last month of, of wonderful, well, I don't know, I mean, I say this, this month of attack I've went through, I got tested three times for that wonderful COVID. Because after seven, I got admitted to the hospital twice after the first uh, time I was in the ICU. They're trying to get different uh, medication adjusted. And in that COVID test, let me just say, if you ever had to have it, it's not real painful. It's just uncomfortable. That's the best way I can. But basically, you know, they, they get to touch the back of your brain <laughs> for about 10 seconds. Now, I, was, I kept, my, kept my Christianity. I'm like, please get that out of my nose. But anyway, all, every time tested uh, negative. But you, what I'm saying is in all of that, 
in all of those things, you, you still, God, you, you still reign. I mean, where, where's your belief system at? I mean, I got to find out, Lord, what do I need to do? What do you want me to do? How do I walk this out? Because I'm in the middle of it right now. You know what I'm saying? It's not like this is pretend and I'm just playing and we're play acting. No, this was real. And, and the enemy is, is slime and he's real and he is out to steal, kill, and destroy. And so there's a lot of things that were going on. So you got to, what do you need? And find whatever that is and sow it. Whether it's financial, whether it's time, uh, it might be prayer time, it might be just effort helping somebody else. Look at the woman in 2 Kings 4, 1 through 7, and just, I'm just going to paraphrase this so we can have some, some more time. But basically, she comes to Elijah and she says, you know, and she, she tells, you know, my husband, he had a fear of the Lord, he's, he's gone now. And so she's proclaiming the covenant that she has, and now i got people coming to take my sons. Because I don't have money to pay them. And so Elijah says, what do you have in your house? And she goes, I got nothing. All I have is this little jar of oil. And he says, okay. Bring the, go get the oil. Go get your sons. Go borrow all of these jars, as many as you can find. And there's a whole other message in that. But just to, we're not doing that one today. But just as they come, and he says, shut the door behind you. Start pouring the oil in the jugs. And uh, when she asked for another jug, the boy said, there isn't any more. Every jug was filled. Um, and there's, a, there's another message thinking, who, who set the capacity there? Think about, if you could have got three more jugs, you think you would have got three more jugs of oil? If you had three more, you would have. If you could have known God was going to do that, would you not like, I'm going to go to Walmart and get me some more jugs? Camel Mart. For you online people, thanks for joining us. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so he says, okay, now go sell the oil and then pay your debt, live on the rest. She, she had something in her house. See, sometimes we think we don't have anything. We can't offer anything to God. We don't have what, it, what he wants. I mean, I, I told the story in first service where PK, she, she has an incredible gift. Most of you have not heard her sing. That is another gift entirely different from the one I'm going to explain. My, my prayer is that she sings at least by this Easter so that this roof just gets raised and it's just an amazing thing. And you help me help her. Okay, great. Now, moving on. <laughs> Here's the other gift uh, that she has. She has an incredible talent for playing the keyboard. And she can hear something and she can go play it. I mean, when our kids were growing up, VeggieTales was big, you know, and uh, all of the songs, you know, where is my hairbrush? And all of that stuff. She could just hear it and go over to the keyboard. The kids would all run with her, and she's like, where, oh, where, oh, where, oh, where? And she's playing it. I'm like, where did you get the music? Oh, I don't know. It's just a chord progression, you know. I'm... But the kids just love that. She could do that. Well, when we went on staff at one church, they found out she could play. She, she was a cheerleader. She'd, you'd think she'd like to be kind of in the forefront and all that, but she doesn't. And so... They said, we want you to play the keyboard. And she would try to hide behind. They had a big grand piano, and it had a thing. And she'd try to hide back there. But, you know, God was telling her. She told God, this is what she said. Now, she can correct me if I'm wrong. She just said, I don't, you, I don't play very well. I don't do this. And, and I think she plays great. But anyway, uh, he said, what you have is enough. 
And so basically, she put, and then later on in ministry, she became my worship leader. She trained Mallory. Um, the kids are all musical. It's not because of this guy. It's because of that girl. So what I'm saying is, what do you have? Don't tell God it isn't enough when he says it's enough. Are you willing to give it? You know, money is a barter system. Money can be named, like Paul says, and, and we've taught that before. But we name money every day, so let me just cut to the chase. Money can be milk, can be mortgage, can be car payment. Come on, you got to go to work because you got to pay the bills. Your time is money. So it, it just depends on how you want to look at it. Um, but if you give any money above your tithe, you can use it as seed to sow and believe what, what God has put on your heart here. Step number two, make sure you're in faith. If we go back to Jesus multiplying the loaves and the fish, he had five loaves and two fish. Um, Jesus, again, I had said, said he already knew what he was going to do. He told Philip, um, you know, see what you got and all that stuff. But he already knew what he was planning on doing. Hebrews 11.1 1 says, faith shows the reality of what we hope for, the evidence of things we cannot see. Now this, again, and I put this in bigger letters, uh, the power of the anointing flows through faith, not formula. This isn't just you know, a slot machine, you know, I'm going to do this and this and this, I'm going to pull the lever, and boing, 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 lemons, bing, I'm not going to do that, if that's how that works, uh, but this is about faith being released, faith always has a point of release and a point of reception, always, um, so let me ask you this, if, if you're believing for that, are you believing for it, how strong are you believing, could you defend it? In a spiritual court of law, if they were saying, why are you believing that this need will be met? What are you basing that on? Could you pull up scripture, Philippians 4.19? My God supplies all of my need according to his riches and glory. What do you mean, you know, uh, you're believing this? Could you pull up a, a word? Could you have something that you're standing on that will totally say, this is what I believe, end of story? So let me ask you, when you close your eyes, what do you see? Do you see yourself with whatever you're believing for? Do you see yourself healthy? And again, I'm not talking about just stuff. I'm talking about peace in my home. I'm talking about uh, having life, like PK said, just enjoying your life, having fun. But yet there's a world that's hurting. And I'm not saying put your head in the sand with COVID or anything, but I'm saying somebody needs to tell them about Jesus. Somebody needs to minister to them about Jesus. I mean, I remember when the gas thing shot up and we didn't, this isn't about COVID wearing masks. People were like, what are we going to do? What are we going to do if we have to pay $4 for a gallon of gas or six bucks for a gallon of gas? You know what my answer was? Well, God will supply. I, I'm not going to worry about it. I can't change the gas price. Okay, you know, people, uh, I have to wear a mask if I go to Walmart or Myers on Monday. It's mandatory. Get over it. I don't mean that harshly. It sounds harsh. But I'm just saying, you're not wanting to wear it, it's not going to change it. If you need to shop and get groceries, just be a good witness and, and do whatever God's telling you to do. I don't like wearing a mask, but if he wants me to wear a mask, I'm going to wear a mask. Just because I can't get groceries unless somebody else is going in there and getting them for me, and I think i got two feet, I can do that. What are you picturing? You picture maybe a relationship restored, a loved one coming back. Again, it doesn't have to be about stuff, releasing the kingdom in your life. Maybe you have a past hurt that needs healed. Maybe you just, you know what, I'm tired of being on the hamster wheel. I need, I need a better job. I need money to pay the bills and be able to do what God has called me to do. 
If you're married, are you in agreement with your spouse? If you're not married, then be in agreement with the Word of God. Let God be your two. But it's important to be in agreement. It's important to, to share with your spouse. And because if one can put 1,000, two can put 10,000. Touching any one thing, it shall be done. I mean, you know, you can, you can do some things by what you decree and what you believe. For faith to really exist, it's got to be fully persuaded that God is going to do what he said he would do. If you believe that, people ask, how did that happen? Because I was fully persuaded, and it's not because I'm anybody. I'm just saying it doesn't matter whether it's me or somebody else, that God will do what he said he would do. But you have to take that time to be convinced. You have to believe God for what he, what he says and what he'll do. Be in agreement with heaven. That's all faith is. That is you being in agreement with heaven. So what do you spend your time filling yourself with? That's going to be important. And she can give you a story here she gave in first service if she wants to. Um, but basically, if you spend all your time on CNN and Fox and all that, I'm not saying you don't need to know the news, but you will fill yourself with all of that stuff. Thanks. Um, and, and with that comes fear. So you've got to watch that. The average American spends five hours watching TV a day. What's your tank need? So you're going to have to pull from something that, uh, you know, in the middle of the storm, if you say, I don't have time to read, we actually have time for whatever we want to do, don't we? I mean, we really do. Um, so we do have time. You are in charge of you. Nobody can take charge over what you put in beside your two ears. That's where the battle is, in between, boing, in your mind. What, so you have to be in charge of you. Um, you have to align yourself with the word of God, renewing your mind. Romans 12, 2 says, you know, if I, if I align myself with God, I renew that. He helps me. He changes the way I think. And then I'll know what he wants me to do. His will is good, pleasing, and perfect. And then I can do that. That's pretty awesome. So um, you told a story just a month ago yesterday. I was on a table in the, ice, well, in the emergency room. And um, she can go. You can shorten it, lengthen it, do whatever you want to do. Trying to listen. Um, well, Pastor was saying whatever you fill yourself with is going to come out. And gosh, we just need to speak to them, to the times. You know, whatever you're filling yourself with is going to come out. And we have come through, we've come past, we're at a time now. Whoo, I'm sorry. I just feel. And don't take this the wrong way, but I'm going to say it, and, and I mean it. Cute Christianity is over. And I don't really even know what that all means, but I heard the Lord say that a few weeks ago. Cute Christianity is over. And in a way, I think I know what that means. Because now it's time to fight. And we need to teach you, and we need to, you know, we need to fight. You know, how do you, what's that, if juxtaposition is the right word, or balance, you know, we can still be in, and that is my son-in-law and my daughter, and they just brought Arrow in. And he is full of the joy of the Lord. And when he sees us, he screams. And I love that. <laughs> so, sorry, I digress. <laughs> but just, just like Arrow, we can, we can be so full of joy in the Lord. We need to make our refuge in him. Mm -hmm. And I just... I'm just telling you things that you, that I feel that the Lord has wanted me to tell you right now. We need to run, his name is a strong and mighty tower. His name is above COVID and I'm so over here in that word. 
If I never hear it again, it'll be too soon. You know what I'm saying? I'm sorry, just get a little over it. Um, Jesus. So Jesus, 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 Jesus. I'm going to keep saying it. Jesus. His name is above everything. And, and I try to picture this. His name is a tower. How can his name be a tower? But if he says it is, it is. And we can run to it. The righteous run into it. And we're safe. And in that, in the Father's hand, we can have joy in the midst of everything that is going on. But we have to stay, like I said, anchored. I keep coming back to that. Anchored in him. So whatever we fill ourselves with is going to come out. And in this time... You have to know what this says. You have to know what this says. I don't like the, the things that I see, and I'm sure you don't like the things that you see and, and with all the masks and this and that. and You know what? I don't know what everybody's trying to do, but if I keep focused on Jesus, he's going to tell me. His word says, I'll hear a voice behind me saying, this is the way, walk in it. And let me just tell you this. I'm sorry, I know I get all riled <laughs> up. It is cool to serve the Lord. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing cooler. It's, there's nothing hipper. And let me tell you, there's nothing safer than, than serving the Lord. Word. I know. <laughs> and I just feel so emphatically that you cannot go back. You got to draw a line. This is, this is, it's time to draw a line in the sand, so to speak. Mm. You cannot be lukewarm. You can just be like a casual Christian. Cause like I said, cute Christianity is over. And yes, we can still, I know I sound a little intense. I get that way, <laughs> but it's okay. But we can still walk in love and people need to hear us, to hear our voice. Don't cower. Don't cower in a corner. You say what the word says, and if people don't like it, that's okay. We're not here to please men. We're to please the Lord, no matter what it costs. You know what? Even if it means laying down your life. They love not their life, even to death. So here, who? I just feel this. I just feel this, guys. I feel like there are some of you who have just been kind of teetering, or you're kind of just right in the fence, and that is never a good outcome. If you know what I mean. So what I'm saying is you need to pick a side and hopefully you choose the Lord's side and you need to stand on it. And you, then you need to start girding yourself up in his word and start exercising your faith and start getting stronger and stronger and stronger and not just be, I'm going to, I'll come here when I want to, or I'll stay home when I want to. I feel like I need to sleep in and Again, I love you all, but I just really feel this is urgent. I know God is victorious, and, and he has won everything, but we, it's, time, it's time to draw a line and to pick where are we going to stand. So aren't you glad I have a mic? <laughs> yeah. Let me go back to where we started this. Yeah. Uh, no, it's all good because she, everything she's saying is true. But basically, uh, what, I was, what she got at in first service was when I was on the table. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Well, I'll, I'll get it. <laughs> I'm, it's already 11.22. I know. I'm, I'm going to finish really quick. Okay. I'm fighting for, for my life, but my, my focus is what is going on inside, what's happening. And I'm, like, calling out to God for what's happening. I can hear her, and she is calling out to God, rebuking she is like being uh, my army. Do you understand what I'm saying? She is, I can hear her saying, I rebuke death in Jesus' name. I, come, I bind this heart attack in the name of Jesus. And she's speaking in tongues. There, there are people running around this table all over. I heard somebody say, do we have the defib machine? Do we have, you know, and I, so in my mind, I'm thinking, oh, great. This is, they're, they're wanting to shock me just in case. 
And I'm like, in my mind, I wasn't afraid, but I, I didn't know like if I was going to go see my mansion you know, pretty soon or not. I didn't want to. I love Jesus, but I don't really want to go now. But I heard her you know, saying what she's saying, and then the readout's coming, and the guy reading that, I heard him say that. He goes, guys, hey, guys, are you seeing this? And he turns to her and says, I don't know what you're doing, but keep it up. Because what she is declaring, and she's not being like, Father, Father God, thanks for hearing my prayer. I mean, she's boldly declaring whatever God is telling her. And she's pulling from some, this is kingdom happening. So, you know, our third step, confess what you have and release it in faith. This doesn't have to be about stuff. This is what she's saying. I'm releasing in faith. Life is what she's speaking. And so, you know, I'm basically, you know, right. I just got a report from the doctor. They've already taken me off three meds. They told me right now, the doctor said, I would tell you, go to rehab. You don't need it. So, you know, I, I, you know I'm, I'm excited about what God is doing. I believe that God is doing something I don't want you to miss next week. I believe God is going to, it's going to be a special service next week. It's going to, I'm, I'm excited. But anyway, uh, confess over, that's number three. Confess uh, what we have and release it in faith. Whether it's just, whether you're in the middle of the battle, uh, you're believing for things to happen. Maybe, you know, finance to come in for a bill, a new job. I don't know. But for us right then, you know, in this life you will have tribulation. We were just going through the battlefield, a minefield. God, show me where to step because it seems like everywhere I step, something's going off. So Mark 6, 39 through 41, and again, just going to go, I won't read it, but um, uh, you can look it up. Uh, Jesus, is, he gives thanks, he confesses over that, and he divides the fish up. One version says that he stops, he gives thanks as he broke the loaves, but he keeps giving it to the disciples. Now, in another version, it basically says that, that it happened in the disciples' hands. This one, it's, it's stating that it, it seems it's happening as Jesus is giving thanks. and giving. It really doesn't matter to me who... Because it's the kingdom. It's just happening. You understand what I'm saying? Whether it happens in his hands or the disciples' hands, it's multiplying and it's happening. And so things were happening. Things were happening on that table. But being specific, saying, God, what you're believing for and releasing into God. She is not praying in that emergency room. God, thank you for this day. Give us grocery money next week. Thank you for things being on sale. No, she is fighting the enemy saying, Father, I rebuke death in the name of Jesus. In other words, if the enemy's coming to steal, kill, and destroy, PK is saying, not on my watch. If I could work my neck, she's saying, that's my man, and you ain't taking him. <laughs> that's right, ladies and gentlemen. You heard that live. <laughs> so, Romans 10.10 says, for it's by believing in your heart that you're made right with God. It's by opening and declaring your faith that you are saved. You have to say, this is a speak covenant. In the Old Testament, it wasn't like that. But in the New Testament, this is a say covenant. This is your words frame your world. Come on. Your words will frame your world. Do you want to say what you're believing for? Or do you want to say everything that's happening? The Bible says you are to call things that are not as though they are. You can, anybody can say what you're seeing. But how do you, when you close your eyes, what do you see? What are you believing this is a covenant. This is a say covenant. Galatians 6 or 4.23, Paul tells us that Isaac, and you remember uh, Isaac um, was born by a promise. So Sarah and Abraham. What if, if, if Sarah went around after this whole thing and said, I am too, I don't even want to go through. What about the tween years and the terrible twos? I don't want to deal with this. 
and I don't like these birthing pains. I'm too old. And I mean, the Bible doesn't give any record of that. But again, because of a promise, and Abraham believed, and the picture that he had. So you have to have those kind of things too. We have to take what God says and then believe it. The difference between things happening for me and happening for you or not happening either way would be in the belief system. If it happened for me, it's not that it couldn't happen for you. It might be that I just was fully persuaded. Have you ever, and I'm guilty of this, I thought I was fully persuaded sometimes and found out I was not. You know, you can be fully persuaded to all of a sudden something ugly is looking at you in the face and then maybe not. People are real brave behind the keyboard. But you get a bully standing right up in your face, you might not be as brave. Okay. The kingdom will work for you just like it works for me. Believe and decree God's word and his promises. He's good and he can't lie. And that he wants good for you and trust who he is. The seed of promise will produce what the seed said, but it will produce, now listen, only if we participate. We have to put our hand to it. In heaven, zero is still zero. If you will not, if you're waiting on the money angel or whatever, God is going to ask you to walk this thing out. Faith without works is dead. You're going to have to put your hand to it. You're going to have, I mean, what would, I just sat there, I, I tapped PK when we were singing, and I said, you know why? I said, stuff got, got dispelled. The enemy got taken out because of your prayers that day in that room in front of those doctors. She just looked at me and smiled with that pretty smile. So, but what I'm saying is, what if she would have just said, oh, Father, help me do the laundry? You know, I mean, she's got to pray what's relevant. What are you dealing with? So you're going to have to know that God wants you to participate. So... Um, you have to hold on to the promise, believe the promise, protect the promise. I don't know how many times we've said something, and, and we're guilty of it as well. Five minutes later, we negate it. I believe I'm totally healed. And then we'll say something, and then it, it really, you know, he's kind of like, ah. So ask God to help you. Here's your next step, and we're, we're going to finish this up. Uh, get the plan from God. <clears throat> I got this story from Pastor Gary, so I'm going to make this very quick. But if I told you... I could show you this morning how you could net $2 million this year. Would you believe me? And most people would go, uh, no, I wouldn't believe you. But let's just say I could show you. But see, if you can't see it, you don't believe it. And you can't have what you can't see. But if you can see it in the spiritual, you can still have it. I'm trying to get to you. So if you want to stay in the natural, you're going you're gonna to be... Uh, frustrated a lot but in the spiritual you can believe the promises that's why mark says we believe we receive when we pray not when it shows up because we're believing in faith so if i said you could do it so let me give you this example if i tell you i'm going to pay you to do some work i'm going to pay you to put some balls in a box pretty easy balls in a box and i'm going to give you a thousand dollars a box and i'm going to tell you if you work at it you can do 500 boxes in a day. Some of you right now are going, 500 times 1,000 uh, times uh, seven or five days times four. And you're already, oh, you can almost see that. Here's the difference and why I'm telling you what I'm telling you. So I'm trying, to, I'm trying to peel this back. The difference is a plan, strategy. 
You don't have to just go out at willy-nilly. God has a plan, has a strategy, can show you whatever it is, whether it's that lost loved one coming back, whether it's the, the money that you need, whether it's the job or, or whatever it is, the house. It doesn't have to be stuff, but just the peace of God in your home. Hallelujah. Just the joy of the Lord in your home. So those kind of things. So then you can see it. It's just strategy. It's a plan. So God knows everything. You only know what you see in front of you, but you have to trust in something bigger than you. And that's God. So ask him what to do, where to go, and he'll give you a God-inspired idea. He'll give you a plan. And I'm just, again, I'm, I'm, I'm talking faster because I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get this thing through. But, you know, my, my son's going to be coming back, my youngest son from vacation. He gave me his dog to watch. With everything that's went on that was not, I was like, oh, and, and I love my son. And so if he watches this, you know that I love you. But, but the last time I watched his dog, she, she just, uh, she tried to bite me. She's a Siberian husky. She's kind of fidgety. She's beautiful. And, and I thought, oh, I don't need that. But then, now listen, I'm, I, there's no money involved in this. So this isn't prosperity, that type of prosperity. It's prosperity for me. It's kingdom living. Uh, as far as that goes, but I wanted to, he trusts me with that dog. He didn't, he didn't want anybody else to watch her but me. So that made me feel like, oh, that's awesome. And I wanted to sow back into him for that trust, kindness, and be able to bless him so that he doesn't have to worry. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So I'm going to look fear of this dog biting me. And so this, I, I'm, everything I'm telling you, I release the kingdom, and this is what the Lord said. Here comes the plan. He said, go get this. He just showed me a picture of my leather gloves out in my shed. Okay. I put the leather gloves on. The dog tried to bite me five or six times the very first time we got. Didn't get through because I had leather gloves. Thank you, Jesus. Okay. So then he went on and told me, do this, do this. Gave me specific things that I felt that I was supposed to do. Now, there wasn't any voice, thou shalt watch the dog this way. I didn't have anything like that. Just felt this inside voice, this small, still voice saying, don't go over to her when you do this. Let her out, do this. Do this, do this. Talk to her while you're doing this. Da, 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 da. You know, she hasn't bit me once. She hasn't tried it. Now she's bonded with me. She loves me. And I love her. I got petting her and everything. It's, you know, she's going home tomorrow, and I'm kind of like, oh. <laughs> what I'm telling you is, sometimes the ideas that you're going to get when you get the plan from God are not going to seem... Uh, in the natural, what difference is that going to make? But yet it's something that will work. And you just have to trust him. And I had to put my hand to it and just listen and obey. Had I not done that, I, I, the furthest I would have got was gloves and eating gloves, you know. But, but she's been very, very good. So it's one small step at a time, and I have to have the faith for that. The Holy Spirit is going to help me as I walk that out. Going to tell me what to do, make me feel good about that. Mark goes on in 6, 41 through 44. This is, again, Jesus dividing up the fish and all that to the families. But he knows where the provision is. They took 12 baskets after that was done. The story goes on, 12 baskets left over. Now, what I'm telling you is, sometimes we look at fragments and we don't, we don't see big things. We just see, nobody cares about that. But yet, fragments here, you know, meant a, meant a great deal. We need to understand you have some things that God wants to show you and say, you know, it's just like, I don't have anything to sow. Yeah, yeah, you do. What is God telling you? So listen to the Holy Spirit, get some ideas, get a new concept, 
You might want to carry a notepad or a pen or put it by it. But if you have a smartphone, just jot it down. You might wake you up in the middle of the night and say, do this. You know, one idea could, could change your whole life. I know Pastor Gary said God gave him an idea about fragments. He did that, and his company went from, uh, made like an extra 8 to 10 million that year from one idea. Just, you know, he has company besides uh, the church. This isn't a church-related, just one of his companies. So what I'm saying is God could give you a God idea. Jesus tells Peter something he already knows how to do. How many knows Peter was a fisherman? They needed to pay taxes. They, they had money to pay taxes. They actually had money to buy food for all those 20,000 people. But they didn't. Jesus is going to teach them something. Jesus tells Peter, go fish. Peter knows how to fish. Peter can do that. God's going to tell you something that you probably can do, but it might not be the way that you normally do it. So anyway, Peter goes to fish. He says, on the first fish, look in the mouth, get a coin, pay our taxes. Now, let me just say, this didn't throw an alarm to the enemy because the enemy knows Peter. He's a fisherman. So when he goes to fish, he sees him do that every day. So he's not alarmed. Oh, he's about as... But God has another plan. There may be something that he's hidden from you for you that he's going to show you in this plan that will help you in this idea or concept. Again, not about stuff. It's about just giving answers to the hurting world. When you're out and about and you're getting groceries or you're at a stoplight or wherever you're at, be the witness that God wants you to be. Um, anyway, step five. Here's the last one. Then act quickly. If God, when he tells you something, then do it. Just do it as soon as he tells you. Um, it's great to have wisdom and counselors. Sometimes God is just saying, just do it. Do it right now. And so you need to do it. Luke 8, 43, uh, we read about the woman. She was healed, touching his cloak. She had already made up her mind. You know the story. I touched his cloak. I need to go do this. There's a lot of reasons why she shouldn't have been in the crowd. But she had already declared through her own voice and her own faith that I'll be healed if I can just touch this. And that's what happened. She was fully persuaded so I'm going to get back to this, and I'm just about finished. On a percentage of 0 to 100, how much do you believe God will do what you're believing him for? 75%? 50%? 25%? And it's okay to not be at 100. I mean, I'm just saying, but fully persuaded is 100 because I'm fully there's been times that I probably have not been fully persuaded, and I've prayed, God, help my unbelief, and thank God his grace and mercy have come in and helped me or showed me something that helped me get fully persuaded. Come on, somebody. Mm -hmm. So just knowing that, Jesus can help you with that. Get the right picture from God on the inside and go after that as hard as you can. Act quickly and do what the Lord's telling you to do. Whatever that plan is, if it's, there's been times that he said, I want you to sow this. I want you to sow it right now. And we've, okay, wrote out a check. I, in one service, <clears throat> I remember being in the service, and God said, you see that man over there? And he, you know, he, I looked, and, he, and I said, that one? He said, yes. He said, I want you to uh, give him $100. I want you to sew $100. And I was going to look at her and tell her, hey, we're going we're gonna to sew $100 over here. And she was already writing a check <laughs> for $100. I said, i, I got to sew $100. And she said, I do too. Because she had to sow something, and the Lord had told her $100. So I bet it was just like, do it right now. And so, you know, my response to that was, okay. And, I, and here's the thing. When, when God does something, and he tells you something, and you do it, you get the plan from him, and you release it and believe it to come to fruition, 
it changes everything. Sometimes there's a big time gap in, involved in when things happen. The more and more that I get fully persuaded in, in cases, the time gap shortens. Does that make sense to you? I mean, I'm not trying to make sense, but the more I'm persuaded, the more the time gap gets shortened. And unless it's just a specific timing thing that God has set up. But sometimes I thought I was fully persuaded, and then I found out I really wasn't. I just tried to convince myself I was. And I had to go back, and God had to go back to school again. Those five things are how we release the kingdom in our life. Now, with COVID going on and all of this, I don't want you worried about it. I don't want you afraid about it. God has got this. But there's a world that needs people that will be lights. There will be people that will go out in there and, and still be kind. But, Brett, it's uncomfortable. The mask, it's, it's hot. I know. But still be kind. People are irritated. They're agitated. I know. But you don't have to be. Be kind. Be fruits of the Spirit. Be, be you know, gentle. Have self-control. Let the other person have the right of way. Get a chance. Pray for somebody. Let them know how good God is. I want you to come next week. I want you to come expecting. Everybody turn to your neighbor and said, I expect. I'm serious. I'm believing that there's going to be some miracles that will happen this next week. We'll have a format a little bit different than what we're doing today. But I believe that people are going to get healed next week. I believe things are going to start happening in a good way, in a God way. But I want, in this time frame, I don't want you to be overrun by all this. I want you to be wise. But I want you to know that nothing, nothing the enemy throws at you can get to you without going through God. But you, your job is to proclaim that tower that I'm going to run into, I'm going to be safe. You know, if we're doing this, living this way, worldly, and then we're proclaiming this and we're wondering why we're not seeing results, we got to have balance. we got to get we got to get the, the, the junk out, get the pureness in. But it's, it's a lot easier living, you know, for the Lord with your mind at ease and God reigning and ruling in your house. Amen? I'm going to have, PK, will you go to the keyboard real quick? Now it's 1141. Give me five more minutes. Can we do that? <laughs> Can we turn on her keyboard, guys? just feel you know for me i feel like i got another lease on life so i'm i'm glad to be here um i'm glad for the the golf clap for whoever did that thank you <laughs> this is what i want stand to your feet please no as as we are just at this time i want you just to ask yourself I'm not even going to ask you to come up front. This is what I want you to do. This is what I see the Lord telling me to do in my spirit. I want you to step out from the road that you're in and just stand in the aisle. And I don't, you don't have to bow your heads and close your eyes. This isn't about, I don't want anybody to see me. Kind of getting past that, aren't we? I mean, for real? If I got to be seen and I'm doing something that God wants to do, then let it be so. But if you're like me, 
and you find yourself where you're saying, I need to be fully persuaded. Maybe there's something that you're saying, you know what? I'm getting there, man, but it's hard. You know, I had all these thoughts going through my mind a month ago. Well, I get to be up here again. Did I, I was telling Rick, um, he had stopped over at my house, and uh, I told him, and I was trying to talk, and I was starting to get emotional. He just looked at me and smiled because Rick doesn't usually say a whole lot. He's just, he's just kind of good old boy. You know, he's the guy that always cooks on the grill and all that. And Rick Gage will love him. Uh, and I just, I just said, I, I thought, did I leave it in good enough hands, God? I don't want the church to stop. I want it to go on. This isn't built on me. Well, I want it to thrive. I, you know, did I take care of PK and, and you know... Did I say enough of what, you know, good things and how much I appreciated my mom and my dad and I got my kids and they're all there. My mother-in-law. All those things going through your mind. Because in the midst of the fire, in the midst of the trial, that's where you find out how fully persuaded you are. And I knew I didn't fear. I knew if Lord... I go see Jesus. But if you knew my heart, I'm like, I really want to see you, but really not today. Not like this. But I could hear the sound of in my mind was an angel, but I, you know, I knew it was PK as you stand there, and she was saying this, and I could hear the guy saying, Do you see this? Ma'am, whatever you're doing, keep it up. You know what she was doing? She was pushing back. The enemy that was coming to steal, kill, and destroy. At that time, at that point, there is no play. There is no kinda. There is no maybe. This is the time that she says, oh, it's on. You want to take him, you're not taking him today. Fully persuaded. God's got great plans for you. He's got great plans for your family. If the enemy tells you different, he's a liar. If you're sitting here and you're saying, you know what, he's telling you this, and this is an alternate lifestyle, that is a lie. The enemy is lying to you. There, you know, you live the way the Bible says, that's how you live. That's the lifestyle. We can rationalize or reason it any other way out, but you know what? It's not in the book. You want to live a life and go in the right direction it's never too late aren't you glad for mercy oh, thank you God aren't you glad that they're new every morning aren't you glad for grace if that's you and I'm not saying you have that life so that's not what I'm saying I'm just saying you just want to be fully persuaded Lord help me to be fully persuaded I, I whatever the area is this is what I want you to do right now I want you to just step out in the middle of the aisle we're just going to pray just step out to wherever your seat is just right in the middle of the aisle that's it that's it. It's, God has got this. Part of this is just obedience. Part of this is just acting. God, I'm going to put my, not acting fake, I mean acting it out as he gives me instruction. I will do that. Go find a donkey and a colt. You find the colt, bring him to me. He's never been ridden. Just tell him I want him. Okay. They had to go do that. Get the five loaves, two fish. Have him sit down in groups of 50. Okay. But God, there's not enough food. Have him sit down. Okay. 
Get all the jars, all as you can borrow. Go get as many as you can. Jesus, we're out of wine. Go get these six things. Fill them up with water. Okay. Stretch out your hand, crippled man. Okay. Lazarus, come out of the grave. Okay. Unwrap him and let him go. Okay. My friends, so many times we have been in these places. Maybe it's different because it's not exactly like some of those things I just read or just said. But yet there's something that rings true in your spirit. Would you agree with me that in whatever area you're believing to be fully persuaded in, that today, today, God is about to do us something. Come on. God is about to do us something. Father, in the name of Jesus, I speak to these, your people today, by the anointing of Christ Jesus, I command their lives to come into line with the word of God. I believe and declare, I boldly state that Jesus is Lord and that God, you're on the throne in their life. In whatever area, whatever area they are needing to be fully persuaded in, Father, in the name of Jesus, you've put it inside them that they declare the works of the Lord, that this is revealed to them and they no longer waver back and forth, but God, they stand firm. I ask the Holy Spirit to administer scripture, show them in the word what they can state and what they can declare and what they can stand on. In Jesus' name, let this be a turning point in their life. Those that are watching and listening online, I'm talking directly to you. You do the same thing. God will do this. And if you believe that, if you believe that, do you know amen means, so be it. Say it with me. Amen. Do you believe?